You are listening to the Techie Leadership Show with Bogdan and Andrei. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Techie Leadership Show. Today with us we have Roberto Valadares. Roberto is a dedicated software engineer and acting CTO currently working in the great city of Montreal, Canada. And he is an amazing example of a person who did not let his environment define him. Originally from El Salvador, he jungled the scholastic pursuit of engineering and a tech job as a developer, all while protecting his family. Back in 2017, he relocated to Montreal, Canada with his family to focus more fully on development. Hello, Roberto, and welcome to the show. Hi, Roberto. Hi, Andre and Bogdan. Thank you for having me. Our pleasure. pleasure. And for the audience out there, Roberto and us go way, way back to our Canadian days. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Do you want to add anything else, Roberto, about yourself? Uh, Well, I just wanted to say that uh, it's it's an honor to be in your show. And well, regarding to myself, I started as a junior developer in 2011, but I was focused on PHP. Then in 2016, I decided to change to Ruby. And actually, when I did that change, uh, that that changed my entire life. I mean, uh, I moved to Canada and, and everything was completely different in a good way. I mean, it was pretty cool. Awesome. That's really good. I know you have really good stories, so I know that, but I just want the audience to prepare the audience for it. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So without further ado, let's get started. Can you share with us, Roberto, what is the biggest leadership success story you've witnessed personally? Actually, yes, I have, uh, well, I have two stories. Uh, but Ooh. I will combine them. So the first one is 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 where I where I used to work, and there was uh, this guy who was the team leader, you know. And yes, and it's yes. really funny be, be, because when you know someone, he used to be my my colleague, my peer. He was a developer, then he was promoted to team leader, and when you see the right person in the right position. And someone who understands people, I mean, you know that that you can trust, and and it is really easy to work with someone like like, like that person, right? You can see the 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 different way that he can handle complex uh, problems. I mean, when when I mean complex uh, complex problem, I mean people. I mean that's yes, the most difficult problems. part to deal with people yeah. I mean, oh yeah yeah man, we are very unique each of us were we, we we were very very special right so he knows how to handle each of us and, and he know how are we going to react under some circumstances so he was very smart dealing with that with, with each of us so it was really it was really nice to work with with this guy and the second one, it was when I moved to Canada. Uh, I was coming uh, in a different work environment. So when I came here, 
the city, I, I, I could see that the CTO was kind of different. I mean, he was so passionate about coding that was very contagious. I mean, you know, when <laughs> someone loved what he does, it just spread ab ab about their subordinates. So that's the part that I, that, that I really like about uh, this CTO. Yeah, Kamal is great. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, That's true. It, yeah, I mean, I, I never thought that I, that I that I was going to meet someone like him. I mean, just just show how much he loved coding, and he was spreading all this this uh, passion about uh, among the, the 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 subordinates. It was really 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 nice to work with him. And did you also get more passion because you saw the passion that Camille um, had for for coding? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean, I started reading more books and try to understand more more about coding. And you know, you 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 get this feeling that you want to learn more and more and improve more yourself. So that's that's the part that I that I that I think that that a leader should have. I mean, you know, be influential, encourage people. And even if you make mistake, it's not like, okay, you made a mistake, there is a punishment. No, it was, you make a mistake, he tells you what you did wrong, and then you know that you don't have to do it again, right? You mm -hmm. learn from your own mistakes. There is not actually a punishment or something that that you think or you are afraid of losing your job. And basically leading by example works. Yeah, exactly. If you have the right example. Exactly. Well, you cannot expect your people to be passionate about what they're doing and improving themselves if you're not passionate and improving yourself. Yeah. That doesn't make sense. Exactly. Yeah, exactly that. Yeah. And on the polar opposite, what would be the biggest leadership fail that you've had the unfortunate experience of witnessing? Oh boy, you know, <laughs> I think <laughs> that's a really tough question. And I can only say that uh, the worst uh, leadership failure that I experienced was back in my country. Okay. Uh, where I used to work, there was a, a manager who was in charge of the development area. It is unbelievable because he was able to create a very toxic environment. I mean, uh -huh. it was literally, it was very toxic. I mean, uh, everybody was very under a lot of stress. You were working more hours without uh, overtime oh. and and even if you leave i mean just try to imagine that you you finish all the stuff and you have to leave at 5 p.m yes. and when you just start preparing all your stuff to leave the office he was just looking his watch then he says a comment that makes you uncomfortable like why are you leaving at 5 p.m right and then, in, and that was every day. I mean, he was always every watching, day. like, ah, you are leaving early, or you are leaving so punctual. So, 
that was very, very toxic. And, and also he was very, uh, he had this, he, I think he was a workaholic because he has been in the office from uh, 8 a.m. to maybe 10 or 11 every day. Oh my God. And, and he was expecting that everyone should do the same, oh, even if you don't have man. nothing to do. So, yeah, it was, it was, it was really tough. I mean, uh, then uh, this guy, he put so much pressure that many people started getting sick, but getting sick because it was too much stress. I mean, the deadline were crazy. I mean, he always was, okay, how much uh, this is going to take? And you say like, okay, two days. Oh no, this is easy. You can do it in, in six hours. So <laughs> you have to sacrifice everything because he said that you have to do it in six hours. So he was very, uh, con- he was controlling everything. The micromanagement was just insane. And well, eventually the, the company was restructuring the, the department and he was promoted to another department. Then oh, another man. manager uh, take over the development area and everybody was suddenly different, happier, <laughs> less stress. And, and, and you could see that, that feeling, that environment in, 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 the, in the department. I mean, could you imagine how much damage a bad leader or bad management can do in an, in an entire team? Yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's just, I mean, I never met someone like like this guy. I mean, in, whenever yeah, I think, promoted. yeah, I mean, he was promoted, and now now he has another big teams under <laughs> his power. So <laughs> uh, other people to, to terrorize more. Yeah, people. exactly. Yeah, and, and you know, uh, when you give him feedback. He, for some reason, he didn't listen to your feedback, and he was always thinking that he was the best example that you can get. I mean, the best leader, the best manager. Somehow the he just ignores the bad stuff, and he just takes the thing that he wants to hear. My so, God. Yeah, that's uh, that's what I think is is is. I mean, whenever I uh, I am in a position that I have to lead people. I just try to think about this guy and do the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's a great transition because when you're leading people, what is your leadership philosophy? Uh, leader philosophy is basically be humble, have empathy for others, and help others. Yeah, because I mean, you are in a in a in a in a position that you have power and and you have to be able to to accomplish your goal, but also you have to be humble enough to accept feedback and you are also a human being. So you make efforts through, right? You make mistakes. So you have to be humble to get feedback and to learn from other people. It doesn't mean that you are a completely genius that knows everything, but you also learn from your people that are, uh, that, that are your subordinates. Yeah, so, nobody is uh, genius. Uh, even the genius, they're not geniuses in all the areas, maybe just in one area. Um, and it's always a good idea to learn from uh, the people you have around you. So, 
Yeah, I mean, you, yeah, exactly. I mean, you can always learn from other people, even other people's mistakes or other people's skills. I mean, you can always learn from, from, from them. Yeah, I heard it from someone who put it best. Basically, he said teaching is a two-way street. Every time you teach somebody, you learn somebody by simply the feedback you get. Yeah, exactly. So you can always yeah, exactly. I mean, that's a part of being a leader. I mean, you have you always are learning. Someone someday you will get a subordinate that are very skilled in, in a specific area that that you don't have. You can learn from from that guy, right? Exactly. And, and Roberto, I'm curious, coming from a different culture in another culture and working with people with a lot of different cultures inside the company, how, how uh, do you manage all that? Okay, that's that's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> well, coming from different culture and that kind of stuff, I mean, you have to understand that I mean, that people are people and you have to know uh, nothing a little bit better. It's not just a relationship with just a boss and subordinates, right? You have to know your own people. So you will know how to handle, how to deal with them in, in some situations. I mean... Yeah, yeah. Basically, basically, you need to know your team. I mean, you are not in a in a high level, and then they are your 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 workers, right? Uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's more like, yeah. I mean, you are part of the team, and you need to know your own team to know how how to deal with them in in each situation. I mean, you know, in work, sometimes not everything is is happiness. Right. Sometimes yes, you yeah. will have some some really uh, stressful time that you need to handle yourself because I mean sometimes the, the stress get just the worst of of you, but you need to control yourself and you need how to handle other people. Yeah. So you need you need well, you need well, to know them as much as well. you can. <laughs> I spend time with them. You, mm. you get to learn a lot by spending time with uh, the people you're working with. And yeah, asking exactly. questions. To, to know them, you need to ask questions. Not preach all the time. Yeah. Spend more time asking yeah. questions. <laughs> exactly. And being curious. And there is a reason why um, you know, the leader is called like the head of the team, head of the department, head of the company. Because it's basically what you said. There is no situation in which the head can thrive if the body suffers. So the head is part of the body. Yeah, exactly. It just has to be like the one to implement the decisions being made. Whether there be common uh, voted decisions or in times of crisis, single-handed decisions, it doesn't matter. It has to be for the greater good of the whole. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I mean, at the end, is everybody's everybody's working just to accomplish this the same goal. I mean, everybody should work in the in the in the you know in the same path just to achieve that that goal. I mean, that is not 
you are better than me or 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 I will jeopardize your job just because I want to get a promotion. It's it's not it's not like that. It's it's more like we have to work mm -hmm. together to accomplish this goal. I mean the company goals. That is so true. And usually I find that all all the people involved in the company they want to help the company succeed and do, doing their best. Usually it's uh, management that is stopping them from uh, from taking it to the desired location. <laughs> exactly. Not always, but oftentimes it, 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 uh, it happens. It, it seems to be a common gripe that people have. It's like, listen, I wanted to do this and improve this and work with my colleagues. And I was met with resistance from my uh, uh, management. Yeah, I mean, sometimes that's... That's the thing that when you have the right people in the right position, is 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 better. I mean, it's 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 really good because everybody, I mean, you you will get things done uh, easily. Of course, there are always problems that you have to fix, but it's it's better when you have the wrong people yeah. in the wrong position. It's it's more difficult because. Uh, this manager might think, okay, how much time it will take this developer to finish this, this project? Okay, two months. If we put, uh, if we add another developer, ah, it will be in one month. If we add three developers, <laughs> it will be in two weeks. I mean, it's just, it, it doesn't work like that. No, no, probably it will, it will take more time. I mean, yes. I mean, yeah, yeah maybe. And, and I'm telling this because. I heard what what I just said from someone who was in a management level. So okay. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I told you like add more. Yeah, I mean just ten developer and you will get the app in in, uh, in just a couple of hours. So oh yeah, sure. They're going to be tripping one over the other, and that it takes way way longer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a funny story I mentioned to someone who said the same thing. I added that there are a lot of people who want to uh, to to use the same mentality from industry 1.0, so old style industry. Basically, if you have one person to dig uh, a hundred meter ditch, and if it takes that person a month, if you add one more person, they can do it in two weeks because it's two people for, for something to work. And I laughed about that and he said, yeah, but even in that there are situations, exemptions. And I said, really, what the, if you if it takes one person to dig a hole for a well, you cannot add two people because they won't fit. <laughs> it's still a one man job. <laughs> okay, so yeah. it's not an overcompassing example. There are plenty of pictures online of uh, of usually workers for the uh, city that work in pipes when a pipe bursts and water flows everywhere. They have to fix it, and there are pictures online of seven people waiting for one guy digging in a hole and ah look what they're doing they're being lazy on public money no you cannot have eight people fit in one hole <laughs> exactly <laughs> they have to wait for that guy to finish his job they're waiting yeah. they're not gonna abandon him exactly, yeah, exactly. So, it's one man job i mean <clears throat> Yeah, you have the same problem in all sorts of fields. Yeah, it's it's a, it's an appealing faulty logic that you have. Like it, it makes sense, like on paper. Yeah, if one person needs to do this and it takes this much time, 
If I add another person, it will have it. And if you add more and more, yeah, it's going to go faster. But work usually it's really crappy at uh, having it done in parallel because you have people stumbling one out. And even like if you want to build one house, you cannot. There is a maximum number of people you can have that they would be able to work efficiently. If you add more, if you double that number. They're not going to fit physically in that place. To do yeah. it. They're, they're not going to be able, everybody's going to be on top of each other. So it, it, it's, it, it's the constraints of the physical world, which also apply in the digital world. You also have constraints, maybe different, but you still have constraints. You have to realize them and take them into account when, you're, when you have a project. So yeah, the, the world is full of such examples. Going yeah, I mean, that's... Yeah, that's happened when, when someone tried to read books and tried to apply certain theories from another industry yeah, yeah, to yeah. a specific, and they and they want to do it this uh, the same way that the book says. So, so sometimes you have to change it or adapt it, but oh, yeah. some people, they just want to put it in, in, in their own business, and that doesn't work like that. I mean, unfortunately, yes. after a lot of hours and money, they realize that it doesn't work like that. But yeah, <laughs> nowadays, but... anybody can write a book. I mean, usually they don't have the experience, the people that write the books. And... Yeah, I was, yeah. was going to say this. The, <clears throat> the, the people that are best apt at uh, working in an industry are usually the people that are too busy with success to have time to write a book. Yeah, and and, when they retire, yeah. what they were doing, maybe part of it will still be good, but ideally... The industry changed so much that new stuff is better to do yes. than the whole yeah. stuff. Yes. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of updated. So any information you take from not only books, all sorts of materials, it's best to take it with a grain of salt. That's why I always tell people the best, but the absolute best way to learn is through mentorship. Because if you have a good relationship with your mentor, and you trust them and they trust you, there is no limit to the amount of things that you can learn, both in that field and connect fields. But that's yeah, a one-on-one -on -one relationship. Yeah, actually mentoring is very important in the in a, in in the in the tech uh, world. Yeah. You know, leaders should be a mentor. I mean, because I, I just uh, well uh based on my experience uh i've been working in in the in this uh i've been a programmer for since 2011 and i just met like two mentors one of you andre and the other is is camille oh, and you. then but when when in my in my previous job there was no mentor just get it done doesn't matter what you have to do just do it so in in that part that's not a good way to do it yeah. yeah, I mean, then you have many questions that am I doing it right? Uh, if this can be better, or you just have to do it and just put it in production, and and you just have to cross your finger that nothing is gonna happen, right? <laughs> Nothing bad. But mentor is is having a mentor is, is 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 like the best way to learn. I mean, this guy he already made a lot of mistakes. He implemented many things. He learned a lot. And now he's just giving you uh, like the uh, 
his knowledge, his like sharing his skills with you, and you can improve yourself, and then you can do the same with others. You know, and that's exactly. kind of a, 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 some kind of chain that, and in 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 yeah, basically, basically that. Good mentors help you take shortcuts. Oh yes. Yeah. And there and are some. Uh, <clears throat> go on. There, there are still many things that you have to learn about yourself, but at least the most potential problems having with uh, with with the help of a mentor that will help you a lot. I mean, I, I look at it like. Um... You said that there are many things they have to learn. You have to learn yourself. I look like it, like learning how to ride a bike. Uh, if you have a good mentor, a good, what does a good mentor do? He explains to you what the bike is, what the purpose of it is, how you most often can use it, uh, shows you, okay? And then this is the most important part, encourages you to do it on yourself. You still learn it by yourself, okay? But it's faster yeah. with somebody mentoring you rather than looking at the bike and first time seeing one and said, what's that? What are the applications? What can I use it for? And then convincing yourself to try it. No, just, yeah, just, having, just having a person that had the experience to recommend to you like what materials to study to become better because there's a lot of crap out there oh, that yeah. actually... Once you learn it and you, you start believing it and applying it, it actually would impair you from doing your job and make your job a living hell because it gives you so-called so negative skills in a way. Uh, and it, it makes you think about the work you're doing and not the, the right mindset. So just having like someone that did the mistakes, um, ate the cookie, the bad cookie, the bad apple of information and say like, I stay away from that because it's not a good idea. Study this, it will help you a lot. Uh, yeah, it just helps a lot. It's like when, when, when you're in luck and a friend that you know has good taste in food recommends a good buffet and you go together, he, you can ask him what's good on this 100 uh, different styles of food plates. And he says, that's good, that's bad, that's bad. Stay away from that, try that, try that. And you get the best experience in the fastest time possible. Yeah, that's actually true. <laughs> that, happened, <laughs> that, that happened to me here in, in Montreal, you know. <laughs> I, I was, we went to a specific restaurant and I was, okay, I, this was a completely different food that I'm getting, that, that, I, that, I, that I'm not quite familiar. And I was asking, hey, could you give me uh, some kind of guidance about this. And he tried, tried this, 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 and it was perfect, delicious. I mean, the best, the best food that exactly. I ever tasted. Just asking for help improves your quality of life a lot. I was going yeah, to mention I mean, that. I was going to mention that. It's good to have a leader and a mentor, but it, it, it's, again, it's a two-way street. The, the fact that you asked gave the other person permission to recommend to you good stuff. If you hadn't asked, well... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> might, might not have had such a great time eating there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <sighs> now, Roberto, please share with us what are the three top leadership tips you have for aspiring leaders? 
Okay, uh, based on my experience, and I will say it, that instead, I have like, okay, three, three tips. The first one is instead of punishing someone, just try to help them to improve their skill in a specific area. I mean, do not punish, just try to help them to understand what they did wrong, and then and they, 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 they will not do it. I mean, and the second one is for, for, uh, for leaders is they have to know how to accept feedback, whether it is positive or negative. I mean, they, they have to listen. And, and if there is something wrong, I mean, leaders are people, people make mistakes. They have to, they have to be aware where, what they are doing wrong. I mean, and in they in the, in have to try to change. I mean, they are not like, like the, the, the most perfect person. They, there is always something that they have to improve. And the last one, uh, uh, if you want to congratulate someone, just say good job or just do it, but never say it, but. I mean, it's, when, you, <laughs> when you said but, you are just killing the the first sentence. I mean, it's oh, like, yeah. hey, you did a good job, but you did wrong this. I mean, don't don't use but. Just just say, hey, good job, you did this great, and just stick to that sentence. And save the but for later. Yeah, but for another time, another day. <laughs> but <laughs> never say but if you want to say if you want to congratulate someone. I mean, or do because... it in the reverse order. You say like, listen, that didn't work out pretty well, but overall it was a great thing. So keep on doing what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, also works. That yeah. also works. Start with the bad stuff. Well, deliver it gently, gently, and then say, but, which basically annuls everything that you said before and finish on a positive note. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the thing is you have to, Make feel other people that they did a, a good job. I mean, because they actually did it. I mean, if you are saying something bad, it's like okay, people will focus on the bad thing and they will ignore the good job. The you did this great and you will get this. I mean, just if if you want just to congratulate someone, just did you did a good job and that's it. Then in a one-on-one, -on -one you can say, hey, you have to improve this, you have to improve that, you, you mess it up here, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Exactly. I'm saying this because my, I had a, 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 this manager that, that I was talking about in the beginning, and he always was saying that, you know, he always, he always was saying something bad, either at the beginning or at the end or in the middle, you always did something bad because you are not perfect. I mean, he always says, okay, uh, if you, if you, uh, only God has the 100% things right. So you had to improve this, 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 this. And at the end, you feel a, a little bit sad and disappointed because you didn't accomplish your task the, the way they were expected. And that was, 100% of the case. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, I mean, and it's funny that the same thing didn't apply to him. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, no. He was he was perfect. <laughs> he and God were, were perfect. Oh, the rest God. of yeah, the exactly. world, uh, he he had doubts. 
yeah. <laughs> exactly. So that's that's those are the the three leadership tips that I that I, that, I, that I will give. You know, yeah, those are good initiatives. Yeah, I like how they chain chain one to the other. Yeah. Uh, and the thing you said, uh, only God is 100%. Please take in mind that he created the platypus and we still can't figure out what happened there. Because <laughs> <laughs> it, it lays eggs, it, 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 uh, but it's a mammal because it feeds its baby milk and it looks like a duck, but also a beaver and it has fangs and we're like, we cannot qualify this creature. It makes no sense. It looks like it was designed by a committee. <laughs> Everybody wants to put something here. Yes. So say like that's what that's what I contributed. One to. guy liked ducks, another guy liked beavers. Yeah. I said we'll make a compromise. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. And Roberto, since you mentioned that you're reading a lot of books, what is the book that had the most profound impact on you? Uh, well, actually, I have three books. Cool. I mean, uh, basically, the, these these books are focused on on on, on coding is, is stuff. The first one is is sometimes you think that because you work some years in a specific area, you think that you are good, right? But yeah. when you start reading a book, you and you go to the basics, you you realize that there are a couple of things that you didn't understand or you didn't know, and they supposed to were basic, right? So yeah. the first book would be Ruby Confident. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When 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 I started with Ruby, uh, Camille recommended me this book. It was like, wow. Okay, I thought I knew about programming. Uh, you know the basic stuff, but this book just opened my mind and and teaches me something that the the things that that I didn't know or that or the things that I were missing. And the second one is the book that you recommend me. It was pretty cool. Is practical object oriented design in Ruby. That was like oh. okay. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I I I, I was I mean. I was just focused in in a, in a specific uh, design, but this book just okay. Ah, also exists this and this and this and that. Options, that add options. a lot of value to my yeah. More options, different ways to organize your code, different ways to make it uh, more readable, easy to understand, not just for you, just for others. So it was just amazing. And the last one is refactoring. Wow, this this book is is. It's also, uh, it has given me more coding skills, and and it 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 also helps me to 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 organize in a better way my code. So sometimes uh, you think that just using inheritance is the is the way that you always have to do, but you have you can use different ways to accomplish the, the same thing. You know. It's, it's pretty cool. Those three books are the, the ones that, 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 that I really think that I learned a lot. Yeah, and they're amazing recommendations, especially if you're a developer, because yeah. it shows you exactly how to work with code and how to understand it. 
regardless if you're a Ruby dev or not. Uh, and it's something also managers, especially in tech companies, should <laughs> should read so, so they get an idea about uh, what is happening and what all their management style has as an, as an impact on on the finished product. Yeah. And for the non-technical people out there, the last book you mentioned, the refactoring, basically what refactoring is, you have an empty house, you fit all, all, all or as much furniture as, as, you, as you want inside. And after you put everything in place, you look at it and it says, I'm going to switch it all around. This is not how it should look. So it might sound like doing the same work twice, but it's not. The result is way better. The result That's is the idea, always to get way a better. better result at the end with the same ingredients. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah. I mean, sometimes when you are a developer uh, and you you have to deal with management, they don't like the word refactoring because they said, okay, it's it's just a waste of time. In it, they don't want to pay you to just, write the same code twice. Yeah, exactly. So, but they don't realize that refactoring. Basically, it will help you to implement your feature easily. I mean, because you have you you have a, a some kind of salad of code, and then you just organize properly, and then you can just put your code for that feature, and then the next one, the the next de developer that is going to work in the same area, he will just follow the same pattern easily, and the feature will will, will be uh, easy. To, to implement, I mean, yeah, it makes it basically makes it we are saving time. Yeah, yeah. I, I always believed and maintained that the problem with refactoring is the name, because it shouldn't be called refactoring. At least in my opinion, it should be called streamlining or improving. Or... Not improving. Improving implies change. Streamlining, yeah. because refactoring isn't something that happens only in coding. If if Aerotech never refactored, we'd still have propeller planes with four wings. Okay, <laughs> somebody took yeah. that concept that worked, by the way, it, it, it worked. And it said, I can make it better. With the same tools, the same concept, the same idea, I will streamline it, I will make it better. And that's what he did, he refactored. So you had better and better planes. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah, it can be applied in, in, in different areas yeah. or industry. But you could see the same talk between the first guy who created the plane and a manager when he says, it flies, yes, but uh, I want to change it. But it flies. Yeah, but are you going to build something different? No, it's going to be the same plane. Why? It's same ideas. It's, it's, yeah. it's a men mental shift. Huh? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Oh, so much information, so little time. Roberto, if our audience wants to get in touch with you, where should they go? Okay, they can find me on Twitter. Uh, cool. And they can find me by at Bobby Valle. And also, uh, I am on LinkedIn. So they just have to type Roberto Valladares and they will find me. Perfect. Or go to the show notes and check the links that I will put there. Ah, <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Roberto, it's been a pleasure. Take As care. always, a pleasure, my man. Yeah, I have had such a great time with you guys talking about leadership and, and sharing all Glad these stories. Bye. Bye.
That was today's episode. Tune in daily. Rate, like, subscribe and share please. Oh, you can find further info and materials in the show notes on techyleadership.com, including links to the guest book recommendations.